Did you know that your employer cannot discriminate against you when you are attempting to take days off for the upcoming feast cycle? Some might try, but it's grossly illegal. Let's get into it. Shalom, 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 family. Welcome back to another episode of Jacob Seed Podcast. As always, I am excited that you have um, joined me right here on Jacob's Seed. Um, Listen, before we get into the podcast, I want to do something really quick, really quick. Um, I want to give a special shout out to all of the listeners who have been listening literally all around the world. Um, you guys have been rocking with your boy Yamayahu all around the world. Um, obviously, in the United States, um, I want to get a, a shout out to all the people in all the states. Well, not by name, but at least all the states who have um, actively engaged and are listening to Jacob C. Podcast each and every week. I want to thank you guys um, because without you, there is no podcast. Um, so I can't do every city because that would take forever. But I want to thank my listeners from Tennessee, from Oregon, from Virginia, from North Carolina, Georgia, New York, Massachusetts, Texas, Arkansas, Maryland, Kentucky, Florida, Mississippi, California, Illinois, the District of Columbia, New Jersey, Pennsylvania, Missouri, Michigan, Ohio, Louisiana, Alabama, Minnesota, Arizona, and Washington State. Um, I also want to thank... Uh, my listeners who are listening around the world. Uh, Jacob C. Podcast has gone global, ladies and gentlemen. So I want to thank those in the United Kingdom who are listening, those in Russia, those in Canada, those in St. Martin, those in the Netherlands, and those who are in Vietnam. Um, Thank you, thank you, thank you so much for listening to Jacob C. Podcast because without you guys, um, I would have zero motivation to um, get on this platform Um, And give out the information and the content that I do each and every week um, because it would be bleak for me to get on the platform and see that nobody's listening, uh, but keep doing this. So I thank you guys. I thank you guys. I thank you guys. Um, Let's get right into um, the episode today. So the a new cycle of feasts are coming up, right? And uh, I think we're about to head into Purim, which is the last feast of the year. And then the whole cycle with uh, starting with Passover um, and then, of course, ending with Purim in the uh, Georgian year of 2021 again would be another complete cycle of feasts. But what a lot of us um, have an issue with when it comes to the feast is getting these days off of work. Okay. Um, and some of us, it it may be difficult because we may have started jobs. Um, and for instance, we may have started a job on the weekend. So you're working, um, Saturday, Sundays, uh, Monday, you're working Friday, Saturday, Sunday, um, a lot of these warehouse, um, facilities, or you're just working a job that requires you, you're in banking or you're in finance and you, um, you're, you're a, a police officer, Um, you may be a lawyer, uh, you may be in the health industry, um, and some jobs that just require you to work, 
uh, whether it be on a Saturday or on a 24 hour cycle to be available for 24 hours. And I want to help my brothers and sisters out today by showing you that your employer cannot discriminate against you when it comes to your religious obligations. And I know a lot of us don't know that a lot of us just, you know, um, lower our head and, and say, man, I hate that I have to work. Um, on this, on this, you know, uh, Passover or Feast of Weeks or dedications or trumpets or whatever the feast may be, uh, because my employer said that I could not take that day off. Okay. So before I get into this, let me preference one thing. Um, there, there are two things that um, employers do not have to do, right? There are two things that they do not have to do when accommodating you. Number one, they do not have to pay you. So if you work at a job that does not accumulate PTO, which means paid time off. Um, if you don't know what that is, that is uh, when you work certain hours on each paycheck, your job would give you some time back um, and they would allow you to, again, use that time to take off a paid day um, at a future date. So, for instance, um, if I work at John Smith's Chicken Shack, and I get PTO every paycheck. He gives me four hours of PTO. Um, two paycheck cycles have um, accumulated. So now I have eight hours of paid time off. I can use those eight hours whenever I choose to. And I will get paid for my time off. Hence paid time off. So if your employer does not um, accommodate paid time off, um, I do not believe under law they have to pay you for not being at work. So you would just have to take that hit um, in your paycheck. Uh, the no, and the number two thing um, they do not have to do um, is give you the, I guess, the exact days. Because sometimes um, they will claim what's called an undue hardship. And we'll get into that later. Um, and then you two would have to come to a mutually agreeing time that works for both parties. So, but the first thing I want to do um, is read us, um, as the officers would say, read them your rights. Uh, we want, I want to read us, um, I want to read the rights that we have under the Civil Rights Act of 1964, which is called the Title VII, Title VII of the Civil Rights Act of 1964. Um, and also being that this is close to uh, Martin Luther King holiday, um, uh, celebrating um, his accolades and what he did during the civil rights movement, whether you celebrate that time or not. Um, these are one of the laws that actually benefit our community. All right. So he did get a couple of laws on the books that actually benefit directly our community and what we're trying to do in living out a righteous life and observing the laws, statutes and commandments of the most high. So Title seven of the Civil Rights Act of 1964 it prohibits discrimination in public and private employment because a lot of people think that this because it's a um, because it's in the Constitution and only prohibits things going on in the public sector. But it also prohibits things that go on in the private sector as well. I'm getting this information um, from justice.gov and another HR website, and I'll have the links to those websites in the podcast description um, box. But anyway, Title seven of the Civil Rights Act of 1964 prohibits discrimination in public and private employment. It also requires employers to make reasonable accommodation of employees, religious observances and practices 
unless doing so would cause the employer undue hardship. I'm going to unpack what undue hardship is later on. The Civil Rights Division has responsibility for bringing suits under Title VII against the state and local government employers. The uh, Title VII individual cases of discrimination against state and local government and titles um, and, uh, and titles must be filed in the first instance with the Equal Employer Opportunity Commission, which can refer cases to the Civil Rights Division. And the Civil Rights Division then opens a supplemental investigation if warranted to determine if a lawsuit is appropriate. When a pattern of practice of discrimination by governmental entity is alleged, the Civil Rights Division may file suit on its own volition. Now, listen, that says a lot. But listen, I'm about to list. It also lists um, about, let's see, one, two, three, four, five, six recent cases that have happened within the last decade um, where individuals have sued their jobs because the they discriminated against them um, as far as their religious beliefs are concerned. So don't be afraid to take this thing the extra mile. Okay, so we do not just acquiesce or bow down to the fact that our jobs do not allow us to take off for our feast days or dot or or continue to make us work on the Sabbath day when they can reasonably accommodate um, for us taking those days off. All right. You have, number one, um, have a conversation with your manager. Then if your manager does not accommodate you, have a conversation with his manager or her manager. And if that manager does not work, you go to your HR department. If your HR department um, denies you and make sure that you, you do these things face to face as well as in emails. All right. Because you want to have a paper trail of wrongdoing a paper trail of your accommodate your accommodations being denied. All right. Um, and once you take it to HR, if they can't accommodate you, um, that's that's when you contact the Equal Opportunity Employment Commission and see what your options as far as a suit is concerned. Uh, I'm, I'm sorry. As far as a suit is concerned. Now, a lot of people say, oh, yeah, me, Yahoo, the um, suing your job. That's just going too far. Nothing's ever going too far when we're trying to live a righteous life. Uh, we just came out of Feast of Dedication. So we read in the Maccabees where uh, Judas Maccabeus, his brother Jonathan, um, they did not go too far in anything they did when they they said that they fight for their families and for the law of the Most High. And we should be about the same business even to uh, even today that we fight for our families and we fight for the laws of the most high. Now I understand that we're under captivity. We live in a nation that does not belong to us. We live in a nation that belongs to white Europeans. um, And that's okay. Either way, they have made laws to accommodate for religious obligations. These are their laws and they have to abide by the laws that they have put on the books. Um, And if they can't do it um, reasonably, um, sometimes we have to force their hands through a suit. Now, most of the times these cases don't make it to a suit. Most employers are reasonable and they will accommodate you, but you have to speak up for yourself. They're not going to give you a free day. They're not going to, uh, realize that you wear a head covering every day 
with fringes on the bottom of your skirt or that or for the for the men that they're not going to realize that you have, you know, fringes on your shirt or you wear tzitzits or tassels every day and say, oh, well, he or she must be a Hebrew Israelite or a Messianic Israelite or Ivri or whatever you want to call yourself. Um, and they're going to need off Passover and Feast of Weeks. So let me look up those dates. Let me figure out the dates for uh, Passover to, according to the new moon, Passover according to the dark moon, Passover according to the sliver of the moon and make sure that all my employees are accommodated. Um, how they need to be accommodated. No, they're not going to do that. That is the burden is on you to let your employer know um, where you at, where you stand and the dates that you need off. All right. So let's get in some in, into some of these cases. So some jobs have some employers have been sued because they did not um, accommodate their employees as far as religious observance is concerned. So recent cases in the last decade. So Oregon school teachers in October 2009, the Civil Rights Division launched an investigation of the state of Oregon over a over a law dating to the 1920s that barred public teachers from wearing religious clothing. In April 2010, the division closed this investigation after the governor signed a bill overturning the no religious garb law. Um, so. Teachers were not allowed to wear religious clothing, which means that if you worked for the um, Oregon school board or the Oregon um, um, school districts, they would not allow you to wear fringes or head coverings or uh, menorahs on your shirt or whatever it may be that you wanted to wear. It was illegal, um, but somebody took it to the equal the equal the I'm sorry, Equal Employment Opportunity Commission. Um, and they did the rest and made that governor overturn that uh, ridiculous law. Next is United States versus New York Metropolitan Transit Authority. Civil Rights Division filed a suit against the New York uh, Met Metropolitan Transit Authority, alleging that it has discriminated against Muslim and Sheikh bus and subway drivers by refusing to permit them to wear headscarves and turbans. The suit alleges that the Muslims and the Sikh drivers were forbidden to wear these religious head coverings with their uniforms, while other MTA workers were allowed to wear non-religious uh, non headgear, such as baseball caps, without penalty. This case is pending. Um, United States versus Essex County. Civil Rights Division filed suit in June 2009 against Essex County, New Jersey, alleging that it discriminated against a Muslim correction officer in violation of Title VII when it refused to allow her to wear a religiously mandated headscarf. The United States complaint alleges that the Essex County Department of Corrections first suspended the officer, then terminated her for wearing her headscarf, and that the county failed to provide her with a reasonable accommodation to the uniform policy. This case is ongoing. The United States versus Washington Metropolitan Area Transit Authority. In February 2009, the Civil Rights Division obtained a constant uh, decree in Title VII case brought against the Washington Metropolitan Area Transit Authority on behalf of two Muslim women and a Pentecostal woman who had been refused re uh, reasonable accommodation to the uniform requirement for bus drivers. The Muslim woman had sought an accommodation to wear headscarves and the Pentecostal woman sought an accommodation to be allowed to wear skirts uh, with her uniform instead of pants. It doesn't say this was pending or ongoing. So I'm assuming that the uh, that the Muslim women and the Pentecostal women won that case. 
United States versus Los Angeles County Metropolitan Transit Authority. The Civil Rights Division filed a suit against the LAMTA over its policy refusing to accept bus driver uh, applications unless the applicant indicated that he or she was available to work 24 hours per day, seven days a week, so 24-7. The suit alleged that this policy discriminated against Sabbath-observing Jews and Christians and others who refrained from work on certain days for religious reasons. By failing to make an effort to provide them with religious accommodation the title seven requires the civil rights division reached a constant decree that requires the mta to accept the applicants of sabbath observant applications provide applicants with information about their accommodation rights permit drivers to swap assignments with other drivers and when no uh when no acceptable assignment is possible either through use of seniority rights or swaps permit drivers to take temporary leaves of absence and provide information about religious accommodations and marketing literature and its training programs for supervisors. And then the last one says Baker versus Home Depot. The Civil Rights Division filed a joint uh, friend of the court brief with the Equal Employment Opportunity Commission, arguing that offering an employee only the morning off to attend worship service on the Sabbath was not a reasonable accommodation under Title VII. When the employee's faith required refraining from work altogether on the Sabbath, the Court of Appeals agreed on April 19, 2006, and remained that the case on trial court determined whether permitting the employee to refrain from work on the Sabbath would be an undue hardship for the defendant. Um, information on filing a complaint for religious discrimination employment is available here. So there's a link and I'll put that link also in the description, um, in the podcast description as well. So you see, there are, there are cases out there. Um, there have been cases out there and I'm sure there's more cases out there. I think one more recent one, um, is a, a Christian, uh, woman who worked, I don't believe it was Home Depot. Uh, I think it's like Walmart or something like that. I could be wrong. I'm sure you can Google it. Uh, she told her employer not to schedule her on a Sunday because that was her Sabbath day. Employer did it anyway. Um, she sued her employer, and I believe she got some to millions of dollars, like some gross amount of money for it. Um, but that just proves that when this nation puts laws on the books, unless they're willing to change those laws, they are bound by those laws. All right. Um, we know we operate out of the same kind of uh, the same kind of guard that we are bound by the laws that our ancestors agreed upon on Mount Sinai through the prophet Moses, through the Mount of Yahuwah, um, our Elohim. Um, so these feast days, these Sabbath days are very important. And I understand that a lot of us are in situations where we may have to work on the Sabbath day. We may have to work on feast days and we're actively trying to get out of those situations. Um, my brother, my sister, I would say, um, use these um, laws to your advantage. Pray, have your camp or your assembly, your congregation, um, your synagogue, wherever you go. Um, pray over that. Um, give letters. Talk to your HR department. Talk to your managers. Go up the proper chain of command. Like I say, make sure it's an email form um, and face to face so that you have some some type of paper trail showing that your job does not um, does not want to have reasonable accommodations for you, whether that's taking off the Sabbath day, swapping the day. So if you can't work, um, Friday, if you can't work on that Saturday, is there a day on Friday uh, morning that you can work? Can you swap a day? Uh, can you come in uh, that Saturday evening and work or whatever it may be uh, to try to find some kind of accommodation that you can do so that you don't have to work on those Sabbath days and or those feast days? 
Now, the main thing in this whole thing is that a employer would have to identify undue hardship if you were to take that day off. So if you were to take off a week for Passover, unleavened bread and first fruits, your employer would have to prove that you taking those those seven days off would make uh, would cause undue hardship. You taking one day off a of feast of weeks. Um, one day off of tabernacles uh, or not tabernacles, one day is off of trumpets or atonement. Um, those would cause undue hardship. A week off of tabernacles, a week off of um, Feast of Dedications, a day off of Purim. If that caused undue hardship, then they can say we don't have to do it. So let's I, let's identify exactly what undue hardship is. So the HR daily advisor, so human resource daily advisor. It has an article in there written back in 2011. It says, what constitutes undue hardship? Uh, the article says you are uh, talking to the employer. So your boss, um, your company you work for says you're not required to accommodate employees. If doing so could create an undue hardship. But what does that mean exactly? Neither Title IX um, or FEHA requires you to provide an accommodation on the grounds of religion, disability, or other protected factors if it would be an undue hardship. An accommodation is generally considered an undue hardship, listen to this, if it causes more than a minimal or neg- negligible cost on the operation of your business. Costs include not just the direct financial expenses, but also the burden on the overall business. Excuse me. For example, an undue hardship may exist if the accommodation reduces efficiency in other jobs, infringes on other employers' rights or benefits, impairs workplace safety, or conflicts with another law. Whether or not an accommodation constitutes an undue hardship is a fact-specific issue. The factors, um, the factors a court might consider when making, a, when making that determination include... The size of the relevant business in terms of the number of employees, number and type of facilities, the size of budget and other small matters. So pretty much what that's saying is if you work for a large corporation, right, um, if you work for a banking industry, a large bank, if you work for a large manufacturing industry, a large apparel industry, um, for instance, if you work for Walmart, use Walmart as an example, it's huge, the largest retailer in the world. They should be able to provide accommodations and have enough employees to allow you to take to allow you not to schedule on a Saturday and to allow for you to take off these days. Now, when I like I said in the beginning, if they do not allow if they do not accommodate for PTO, you would uh, pay time off. You would have to take that hit in your check. But at least you know that you can have those feast days and those Sabbath days off. So the size of the employer matters. On the flip side, I work for a warehouse or I have worked in the past for a warehouse uh, where we literally had, let's see, one, two, three, four, five, six employees, uh, not including the owner um, who worked on some days as well. And the part where I worked at and cleaning, um, cleaning dishes and cleaning um, uh, tables, chairs, as well as driving the delivery truck, um, it was two of us. So if I... And I wasn't in the truth back then, but say I were to take a day off, that would cause some undue hardship because uh, the person that the person that I was driving with the truck did not have a could not drive. Right. 
Um, and that would put more stress on another person to do all the cleaning and stuff all by themselves. So the smaller, the smaller the company you work for, the better case they have for undue hardship based on um, stress and uh, stress, both physical and financial. Um, so just keep that in mind. Number two, it says the employers or the facilities type of operation, including the composition and the structure of workforce or membership. And I just explained that the nature of employees duties and the nature and the cost of the accommodation involved uh, the provision of a reasonable notice to the employer of the need of accommodation. So pretty much this is saying don't wait to the last minute. All right. So say I'm just throwing a date out there because I haven't checked my calendar uh, say Passover this year is April 8th. Don't wait until April 7th to say, well, I need April 8th through the 16th off. Like, don't do that. Right now, today, if you get the time, if you remember right now, today, you should be, um, depending on the cycle of the moon that you follow, you should be writing down dates and emailing them to your to your direct um, who you directly um, adhere to. So your direct manager, you need to email them dates and the reason why you need those dates off. So I need April 8th through the 16th off because it's Passover. Um, I need such and such date off because it's Feast of Weeks. I need such and such dates off because it's Day of Atonement, so on and so forth. So you give them a whole calendar because that, that's what I've done on my job. So I give them a whole calendar of dates right now so that they know that these are the days that are upcoming that I'm taking off and I remind them and I and I always if because my job adheres to paid time off. So if I have the if I have the time to take it off, usually a month or two in advance, I will take those dates off. Um, also, you have to you have to be very in order in order to pull this off. You have to be very disciplined in your work. You can't be a lazy worker. Um, you have to be a hard worker and somebody that work in a way that um, that your work is respected and you're a respectable person at your job. Uh, because if you're lazy, you come in late all the time, even though it's illegal, your job may give you a hard time in taking those days off. Remember that you don't whoever your employer is. If you again, I'll use Walmart as an example. If you work for if you remember, you work at Walmart, you don't work for Walmart. Uh, Corinthians tells us that we work for the most high. Everything we do, everything we labor in, we do for him. We are a example of his holiness, right? We are to be righteous priests to the nations, light to the world and salt to the earth. So everything we do, we do it to glorify the most high. All right. We use everything we do should be a witness uh, to us as Yahudim, to us as the 12 tribes of Israel. So just because you work at a place, remember who you truly work for. So if you are trying to be peaceable at all, peaceable with all men, um, if you do your job as though you're working for the most high because you are. And if you show up on time and you're not you're not taking crazy sick days off, more than likely your employer will work for you because they they respect your work, your work ethic, um, as well as you as a person, um, despite that your that our religious beliefs uh, may cause them some kind of um, what's the word I'm looking for? Some kind of um, oh, I, I, my mind just went blank, ladies and gentlemen. 
Oh, man. Inconvenience. There we go. They may cause them some kind of inconvenience. But if you're a hard worker, most of the time they look over that. Uh, let's see here. Any available reasonable alternative means of accommodation to prove undue hardship. Uh, you must show how much cost or distribution a proposed accommodation will involve. You cannot rely on potential or hypothetical hardship. You need objective information. So your job will have to go out and pretty much hire somebody to do a case study on how their your absence was would cause this undue hardship. It says, for example, an assumption that uh, that many more employees with the same religious practices as an individual requesting accommodation will also seek accommodation is not evidence of undue hardship. So it's pretty much saying if you have a, if they had a job, if, 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 if Walmart, say Walmart in, you know, Timbuktu, wherever, had a, an employee force of 80% Hebrew Israelites, they can't use that as an excuse to not accommodate you for your religious beliefs to assume that everybody's going to take the same exact day off because we know that didn't happen because we know even in the awakening um, and even in the times of Yahusha uh, that some people, they just, we, we observe different moons. And thankfully we know when, when the most high comes back, it says that we will serve him and in, in together shoulder to shoulder. So he's going to make all things right. Um, hallelujah. And we will be celebrating in the same moon. We'll be celebrating the same day of Sabbath. We'll be celebrating all our feast days together as one nation on the same days. And I can't wait for that day. So, moreover, if an employee's proposed accommodation would pose an undue hardship, you're required to explore alternative accommodations. It says, bottom line, it's tough to prove. The bottom line is that it's very difficult to successfully mount an undue hardship defense. While you're not required to provide the exact accommodation an employee requests, you are required to enter into a good faith interaction process with that person to try to come up with a solution that works for both sides. So what all this means is, number one, you have the right to take your days off for Sabbaths and feasts. You also, your employer also has to accommodate for that right, assuming that that accommodation does not cause undue hardship. And as we just read, it is very difficult, especially if you work for a large employer, that it's very difficult to prove undue hardship. So family, do your homework. I'll place a few links um, in the podcast description. Um, remember, go ahead and write those dates down that you need off. Like right now, as soon as you get done, Finishing with this, listen to this podcast, unless you're on the road driving or something, wherever you get to a stopping point where you can get inside of a building, get inside of your home, get a pen, get some paper, uh, write, get, get, the, get those dates down, draft up an email, send it to your employer, um, your manager and your and your manager's manager um, so that they know that you need these future dates off based on religious observance. And also um, what I did attach a link to uh, from the Equal Opportunity Employment Commission office um, that has the verbiage of the Title VII from the 1964 Civil Rights Act in there as well. So they can be reminded that they are obligated to accommodate you or at least go into a good faith uh, practice where you both can come to a mutual, a mutual agreement on 
something. Um, again, y'all, I thank y'all for listening to this episode. I know this wasn't a, you know, a, a deep topic on, you know, uh, 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 Different things that I've talked about in the past, whether it be them putting uteruses in men or people being kidnapped or uh, a deep lesson in the scriptures. But this this is something that's very practical, um, something that we need because because we know that the Hebrew faith is all about functionality. So this is functional information. A lot of us didn't know that we had the right to take these days off and to request them off and expect to be let off for these days, whether paid or unpaid. Um, so. I hope this helped you out. Um, again, I'll put that information in the link on the podcast description. As always, um, my brothers, my sisters, I want you guys to seek out truth, live it out, and inform others. Shalom. Thank you for listening to another episode of Jacob Seed Podcast. We ask that you subscribe, like, and review, as well as share this podcast on whatever platform that you're listening to this on. Have you ever wondered how to be a part of the show? You can call in to the podcast voicemail at 901-300-7474. Leave your comment and question, and we will play it on the next episode of Jacob Seed Podcast. Also, if you go to our Instagram page at JacobC12 or the host page at Yermayahu15 on Instagram or Twitter and press the link, you can find ways on how to support this podcast. You don't have a social media account? That's perfectly fine. You can go to linktr.ee forward slash JacobC12 to find more ways on how to support this podcast. We thank you. We appreciate you. We love you. And remember... Seek truth, live it out, and inform others. Shalom.